from ABC News Radio, KMET 1490 in Southern California. This is Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with your host, Tyler Jorgensen. Welcome out to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio. I'm your host, Tyler Jorgensen, and today we're going to talk with uh, Corey Schaefer, who is starting a, or is running the Tillball Hollow Project. Um, Corey, thanks for coming out, man. I appreciate it. So, you know, pleasure's all mine. And uh, anytime we get to get out there and really tell the story about, you know, how it became and the impact that we're doing, it's, uh, it's always a good time. So, so we're going to go through all that. We're going to talk about why you're doing it, what it is you're doing, and, um, and, and everything. For people that don't know, what does even Till Valhalla mean? What is Valhalla? So Till Valhalla or Valhalla is Norse mythology. Uh, it actually stands for Hall of the Slain or the Hall of the Slain. And, uh, and a lot of people don't understand actually what that means or, you know, the whole mythology behind it. So the people who do actually understand what it means, the, the name is like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. Other people, it's just a name. Sure. So um, we say that a lot in the military, uh, whether it's, you know, Marine Corps, Army or uh, whatever. But we typically say till Valhalla brother or till Valhalla sister when somebody passes away because uh, the in, in Norse mythology, when like the Vikings would go into battle and then they would be slain in battle, they would go to the halls of Valhalla where they would live an envious lifestyle. Uh, and fight alongside the gods and you know all their wounds would be healed and all this other stuff so um so it's a way of saying like until we meet again right uh and that and and sending them off to a like a a place of uh, positivity right yeah exactly a great uh you know an envious life uh an envious afterlife so um so that's where the term comes from. So mm-hmm. when you say till Bahala brother, you're basically saying, Hey, we're going to regroup and we're going to live this life, you know, this, this envious lifestyle together. Gotcha. Okay. So now let's take it back. Now that we have a backstory, right. what, uh, what is the till Bahala project and why did you create it? So, uh, till Bahala project is a company that sells products to make plaques for the families of fallen heroes. And then our members actually go out and surprise these families and hand deliver them. Uh, to the families. And, you know, these are fallen heroes who have passed away, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, uh, where these families may have the feeling of, you know, maybe their fallen hero uh, that, you know, was killed in 2004 has been forgotten, or that people aren't saying his name as much as, you know, they would like. So our objective is to go in there, rekindle the flame, and then show them personally, you know, with a, with the memorial plaque that, Hey, this is, this is our way of expressing our gratitude. And then on top of that, what we'll do is we will post on Facebook and uh, something new I'm about to do is start running a Facebook ad to our wall of heroes so that people every day, and it'll be ongoing for the rest of the company. Every day, people will be able to go through a list and see all these fallen heroes and, and, have an opportunity to see their stories or see their legacies and help their legacy live on forever. Cause I, I believe that you don't ever truly die until the, the last time someone says your, your name or speaks your name or tells your legacy. So I, I like that Macklemore lyric, right? There you go. <laughs> um, so, so that's the objective of it. And then how it started was never planned. Um, I had a buddy of mine uh, right after I got out and right after he got out, he, uh, he took his life and, you know, he was one of my, you know, one of my best friends in the military and somebody that, you know, you would never think 
day in and day out, like you would, and you know them and you talk to them, you would never think that they would, that they would do that. So it never crosses your mind until you wake up to the news. So um, I had already began my, my entre entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurial journeys and I had a uh, vinyl company. I had a vinyl and laser engraving company and we did some like 3D printing too. Um, and that was all around Jacksonville, Florida. And basically I would go out and, you know, put vinyl on cars and all that other stuff. Like my wife and I would do it. And then I said, one day I kind of woke up and I had some orders to do. And then, you know, found out in the oddest way is, you know, you wake up, you go on Facebook to do your, your daily rounds. And then, uh, you know, somebody said, you know, till Bahala brother. And I saw a picture of him and I said, no way. I said, there's no way he just talked to me. And uh, that's basically, once that happened, what I did was I just, I was having a rough time dealing with it. And uh, I began drinking heavily. And I was uh, drinking one night and decided that, you know, I was like, hey, I got a piece of wood. I was like, I, I think I know, I, I think I can make a plaque. So I put together the materials and made a plaque that I could hang on my wall. And then once I woke up and I was sober and all this other fun stuff, uh, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, I can't keep that. There's no way I can't have that around. So I, I shipped it out to his mother and I contacted his mother and said, Hey, you know, I wanted you to have this. I can't, I can't bear to look at it. And, um, I posted that on Facebook and, and or she posted it on Facebook and then everybody wanted one. Everyone was like, Hey, Hey, can I have the same thing? And I was like, okay, sure. I started making them, selling them for like 50 bucks or something like that. And they were taking, you know, it was completely cost ineffective. You know, they were taking me a day to make and I was making $50. So um, I cut off all my other orders from my other company, you know, basically told everybody like, hey, I can't do it. And then, um, after, wow. So waking up my dog too. <laughs> yeah, I got Cujo over here. Um, so after I made, um, or after I fulfilled all those orders and stuff, I actually had another brother, uh, pass away. And, uh, it just became this thing where everybody knew I was giving away plaques for free to the families. And then people just started requesting them more and more and more. And, uh, I wasn't, I wasn't actually selling. I wasn't actually, I stopped selling the plaques and stuff cause they were just taking far too long. And I was, you know, I was like, you know, $5,000 in the hole of just giving back. And, um, and then that's when it, it came up and we're like, Hey, you know, we need to come up with a name for this and we need to find a revenue source. So we started selling t-shirts. I put some t-shirts together. People started buying them like crazy. Um, started putting other small items together and came up with the name and the logo. And that's just been people who want to see me keep doing this and see, you know, all of us keep doing this and impacting families. You know, they're the ones who, who keep coming by and supporting us. So the the plaques are something that you started off by giving away and then you were selling some other ones and mm -hmm. realized though like that the plaques weren't the business the business and so you needed a way to make money to fund the plaques with so you could keep doing the plaques because were, those were meaningful to the the families right and so the shirts fund the ability to give away the plaques is that right 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 yep uh shirts and and, and any other products that we sell yeah. the uh the plaques aren't and then, you know, there's, there's a, you know, cause I'm extremely emotionally attached to it. So, uh, 
the fact that I can give a plaque away for free and then, you know, a hundred other people can get the same plaque doesn't make it feel any, any more special, you know, or if you put a dollar value on the plaque, you know, you've kind of limited your, you've limited it. So now people can't buy plaques from me. Uh, you can't buy plaques. People try to all the time. They put obnoxious dollar values on them, you know, thousand dollars for a plaque or, you know, and it's no, it, they're priceless. You, the only way you're getting one for me is if it's free. And, you know, that's just kind of the stance that we've taken on it. And then, uh, but, and then we also don't take donations and, um, cause we're not a nonprofit or anything like that, which is something that's been, been talked about a ton of times, you know, should we be a nonprofit? Should we do this? And it's like, no, we're not going to take any donations. We're just going to survive off the people who merely give a damn. Yeah. So you can, so you do the, the way to show support is to buy the apparel and buy the other products on the Tilvahala. Uh, is it, what's the website? Tilvahalaproject.com. Okay, cool. And so um, that's the best way for people to support you, right? Is to support you right. through, you know, actually, and I'm a big believer in the best kinds of support both people benefit, right? So like donations are always kind of an imbalance, right? It creates a weird relationship. I hate but it. You can, you can sell something that the person can, and receive something. And if you can do that in a way that it also creates additional value down the, you know, then that's a win for everyone. And that's right. Like the way I say relationship over time, the way I say everything is give back, get back. You know, if you're going to give back to the fallen heroes or their families, you should get back something, you know, instead of me asking for handouts or, you know, me preaching and trying to pull on everyone's heartstrings and trying to get them to, to give me money without work, you know, and people do it all the day, you know, all the time I get messages every day. Hey, I want to donate X amount of dollars. I've had, I've turned down $10,000 donations from organizations and it's just not what it's about. I don't like right. it. You're like, absolutely. You can buy $10,000 worth of shirts. We'd be happy to send them out to your team. <laughs> exactly what I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, everybody who wants to donate, I say, Hey, just buy $10,000 worth of shirts. I'm going to get helps in two ways. One, you get to advertise, help me advertise. And right. Two, you're going to help put, you know, plaques in the front of families. So. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I've, I've seen people do that when they'll, they'll actually have like a donation quote unquote package levels. Right. Just are all like basically merchandise or product based. Like, okay, you want to support at this price point? Here's what you're going to receive. You know? Right. Exactly. So it, it sets it up for them. But what, uh, so as you're making this move and you're starting to grow, like how long ago did you start this? Just over a year. Okay. You're, you're hitting that, that year mark. Um, what challenges did you have to overcome to really get this moving? <laughs> uh, there's still challenges every day. Uh, it's, it's balled down to me. It was well, balled down to a lot of things. We, we try to give away a lot. And then sometimes like we don't do our research properly. So we always get like a plaque made for a family or something like that. And then we will actually, so like we'll make a plaque and then we're like, okay, we're going to go send it to their parents. And then when we go to send it, um, it turns out like their spent, their parents are split up and then I have to make another plaque and they take me, you know, X amount of hours to do it. It's like, Oh man. Or, you know, or they've created like, you know, a little bit of a family feud type thing. And it's, but the way that we're going to do that is start creating a more, um, barrier to entry for the plaques, because when you offer anything for free, everybody in the world's going to take it. And, you know, if there's no barrier to entry, then, you know, that's not a business model. Everything in the world is just going to be free. Huh. So I've turned it to, 
the membership. So people pay me $10, $10 a month to help fund the plaques. And, uh, you know, I give them a free shirt and then, you know, that's a shirt that they're going to use if they're going to hand deliver. So basically if you sign up for the $10 membership, you're able to hand deliver plaques. You're, you're basically volunteering to hand deliver plaques. And then you're also contributing directly to the, to the memorial plaques and their families and stuff like that. So that's my barrier to entry because those members are now the only ones that can request plaques. I see. Very cool. And except for like some other ones, like I'll, I'll probably make another registration where I'll only accept, you know, five fallen heroes for the month. Yeah. Something like that. But create, a lot. yeah. And you can create barriers to entry through, uh, you know, they have to submit a video application or they have to do, you know, yeah. create, you know, other types of things where they have to show a level of interest or put some time into it. Right. Yeah. I didn't think of that. Yeah. I didn't think of that, but that's phenomenal. And, and, you know, the thing is, I think that the biggest problem that we've ran into is me having a huge identity crisis of, of what I actually want the company to be. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. It's, it's really tough and it, and, it, and it's still, it still jumps around from time to time. It's so as, of, as of right now, what's the vision? That's, that's the hard part. It's, <laughs> you know, like I said, when you have something that you want to give away for free and you have so much, you know, emotional connection to it, it's, it's hard to say no to people. Uh, you know, I, for instance, I have people, families, you know, who lost their son, you know, two years ago, Hey, I would love to get a, a, a plaque mate. And I have to be like, well, you're not a member and you know basically and it, and it kills me so i i eventually just make them a plaque so i'm trying to figure out really where 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 i envision envision this company at the top level like when it's operating at its top optimized yep. level what does it look like and to me that looks like we're making custom apparel for people um so basically if you want to get a ton of you know 15 shirts made for your company you go through till Valhalla project uh, we can either put a sleeve on it or not, but either way, you're going through a company that's going to then take those proceeds and then give back with them. Okay. So one is doing um, a custom apparel for people. Two is our apparel line. Um, and then basically we want to have a ton of people signed up, kind of like the NRA, I guess, is my closest idea. Kind of have people signed up like the NRA where they just, they're there year round supporting but if you call upon them or if you you know need somebody to take action, you have a list of people to to take action. So if I need this plaque delivered in California, I could send this to somebody and they can go do it. And basically I, I need to create a system where it's constantly revolving, where I always have people out there hand delivering plaques and there's no hiccups or downs and, and all that. But basically sell products, give back and just keep doing that. So you're at the point, you're a year into it where you've tested the project, you tested the idea. You're at the point now where you need systems and processes and all of those things to start falling into place so you can scale and still be able to keep that same personal experience uh, to the people that are, you know, interacting with your company, but still be able to not, without having that personal experience hold you back. That sounds like kind of right. Because I, I personally hand deliver plaques, like I've, I've done it quite a few times and um you know, it's, it's fairly time consuming, 100% worth it though. Once you actually get to talk to the families and stuff, it's fantastic. But how to, how to get hundreds of thousands of other people to do that and, and make sure that they're going to do it right. And that whoever the other person is that you're giving access to a fallen heroes info, you know, isn't a psychopath. 
<laughs> you know, yeah. so can't just let anybody or everybody handle yeah. it. That makes sense. So, so you just need to have people with good heads on their shoulders to do this. Yeah. And so you've got, you know, several different, you know, prongs of your business where you have, you know, the donation and the give out giveaway side. And then you also have the operational and, and product based side. Do you guys do your own printing and your own product? Uh, yep. In South? Okay. So what, uh, as you've been doing that, you were, that kind of is a translation or a step evolution from your last company. What advice do you have to others who are just getting started in some kind of a business of that type? Of what type, like printing and just more traditional, right? Like, I mean, you guys have a, you guys have this core part of your business, and then you also have, you know, the social give back side of it, um, and that may not be something that that's going to be so unique, right? So I'm just, I'm curious, like, just from a business perspective, what what are some of the lessons that you've learned that you pass on to someone else? Uh, honestly, there are some of the most simple ones, but you know, obviously, it all goes back to just doing. Like, there's a million ideas out there. There's a million books you can read that'll give you huge keys to, to how to run successful businesses. But if you don't do it or if you never implement it, then they're just books. Yep. So the biggest things I've ran into was, uh, or the biggest things I have made the biggest success is you need to have a, a good product that people like, no matter what your brand is, you know, um, you want, you want to sell to cold traffic or you want to sell to people, who don't know who your brand is, but will just like the product either way, because the, the more exciting your product is, the less it costs to advertise. So, you know, having a great product, finding your, your customer avatar essentially is and figure out exactly who your clients are, because you're going to spend a lot of time working with people. And if you don't have an idea of actually who you want to work with, you're going to, you're going to get unreliable uh, clients or uh, customers. Sure. And then on top of that, you just need to be marketing 24 seven. If you're not marketing your, you know, and there's a difference to me between, you know, being in business, uh, being in business and being busy. Cause it's easy to get busy. You know, I can check sure. a thousand emails a day and do all this other stuff. But if I'm not actually working to uh, reach out and actually change the revenue or increase revenue, then you're not in business. You're just busy. So yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. That's, that's good advice for anybody. So Corey, um, I always ask this question. I've been asking this similarly uh, for about six years now. Right. So to me, sure. business is all about creating the lifestyle we want, right? You're, you're sure. getting in business so that you can do uh, provide these amazing plaques to fallen heroes, but you're also doing it hopefully to create the life that you want to live. What's one major item on your personal bucket list that you're going to accomplish in the next 12 months? Next 12 months. Um, I want to create a whole nother business. I want to get into real estate. So, okay. um, my objective with Till Valhalla project is not merely to get, uh, financially or to, to build a ton of wealth. Um, that's, I mean, that's the objective of any company. Like say, if you're not bringing in money, then you're not in business. So, um, kind of like some of the greatest entrepreneurs have done, you know, uh, Elon Musk and stuff like that. They've created, they've created um, wealth in other companies, but utilized that to build the companies that they they truly want to be in. Yep. He's he's building. You know, he was in PayPal, but now he's yep. he's doing his true thing, which is you know SpaceX. You know, that's what he's interested in. So, Till Bahala project for me is something that's great. I don't have to capitalize a ton off it, 
but I want to start a, a real estate empire. Cool. So I'm util I'm utilizing all the the things that I've learned through Tilva Hollow Project. You know, utilizing funnels and and email marketing and all this other stuff, and really figuring out like this is how you can build something great. And if you can do that with if you can do that with a company that's giving back and and you can build a great little or a huge empire that's not focused around you but focused around the customer um then every other company after that should be really should be pretty successful i would think so my goal in the next 12 months you know of course i want lamborghinis and all this other fun stuff but i think the biggest goal in the next uh 12 months is to buy my first commercial property cool awesome very cool, man. Well, thank you for coming out and sharing with us about the Tilba Hollow Project. I think it's neat what you're doing, and I think it's uh, it's great that you're moving forward and, and just you know making things happen, right? That's that's what that was your big lesson. Just get out there and do stuff. And that's my call to action to everyone out there. It's your turn to go out and do something. Thank you for listening to Biz Ninja Entrepreneur Radio with Tyler Jorgensen. Please make sure to subscribe so you're first to hear new interviews and episodes. If you found this podcast to be valuable, please share it with a friend. Don't forget to visit our online dojo at bizninja.com to claim your reward for listening to the show.